Hey everyone, this is Terrence Shannon with the Modern Customer Experience Podcast. A podcast where we talk about all sorts of issues, industry happenings, and other tips and theories about what makes for a great or bad customer experience. Today we want to talk about the customer experience implications of what's happening in the world of streaming video. And first I'd like to comment that, you know, we call it streaming video, but I think in the future it's just going to be video. That's how people are going to be having their entertainment content delivered to their homes through the internet connection rather than through the cable or telecommunications or satellite infrastructure. So streaming is going to be, I think, gone at some point. It's just going to be your video entertainment. And we want to go back to the roots of, of streaming video with, uh, with Netflix. Netflix came to be and had a very successful delivery business for rentals, where it used to be you'd go to the old Blockbuster, drive there, look around, and bring your video home with you, which actually to some degrees was kind of fun, kind of finding the video you wanted, finding new ones, putting it on the waiting list for excitement next time. You always saw friends there also doing the same thing. And... But still caused a lot of pain for customers, driving to the store, finding that time, uh, obviously the store having a limited availability of titles. So Netflix came out and said, look, we'll give you a wider selection of titles and we'll deliver them right to your doors, all without any late fees. So keep it as long as you want. Just pay us a monthly fee and everything's yours. And that was really addressing a customer pain point, a customer problem. And that mindset fueled the streaming video offering from Netflix where now there is no even waiting for the mail at all. You can choose from a wide variety of videos, and as long as your internet connection was fast enough, you could have anything to you within moments. And that sort of mindset is what really kind of got the ball going there with, with, um, with the customer experience and people feeling really great and very zealous about Netflix. They love it, and they loved it because it was affordable price, helped them save a bunch of money on their cable bill, and, you know, there was a wide variety of movies, shows, and they even expanded to offering their own originally programmed shows. So now if you wanted to watch a show, you had to have Netflix. And I think that was kind of the tipping point about the streaming video arena's focus or lack thereof on the customer experience and really trying to solve a customer problem. So, yeah, these shows were great, and certainly companies need to offer a competitive edge to get them to get you to use their product or service. So when a streaming video company says, we have a new show coming out, and if you want to watch it, it's really great, you have to sign up for our service. It kind of makes sense. But then it also bodes the question of, well, do I really want to have to sign up for that? What if I only like this one show? Because I think the underlying challenge that people were struggling with in the video entertainment and your television series was the cost of the cable bills and not so much the cost in terms of $100 or $150 a month for your TV service, but most people would only watch a handful of channels. So you'd have this large lineup of channels and you wouldn't even watch most of them just because you didn't have the interest in them. And if you had a real specific interest, sports, drama, uh, foreign languages, you would usually have to subscribe to higher grade packages that featured even more channels at a higher cost to access maybe those couple channels you had. And that's what really kind of got people upset. So streaming video comes around with the promise of you can watch what you want, when you want, for a fairly affordable monthly fee. And that sounds very, very compelling. And not just to people that are looking to lower their cost, but also to people that say, you know, that's convenient. I don't feel like I'm having to purchase something that I'm not really going to need or not going to use. But we are seeing a shift 
and I'm wondering how this is all going to pan out. And it started with the original programming offerings of Netflix being forced to have to purchase Netflix if you saw this show that you wanted to watch. And really the first kind of major uh, competitor, you could say, and that's not very fair because there is Amazon Prime, there's other very powerful streaming services out there, but Disney Plus made a very bold move. Disney Plus said, we want to get in on this activity stream. We know people want to buy content from their internet provider or through the internet, and we want to get in on that monthly fee service stream. Makes complete sense. But what are they doing? Disney, which owns the rights to Star Wars films, very popular, is going to pull their distribution deals from Netflix and other streaming content providers and say, look, if you want to have Star Wars videos and you want to watch them, you have to buy Disney+. Plus. So in the old world, you could have Netflix for $10 or $12 a month. You'd get pretty much everything you want, shows, movies, TVs. Now, if you like Star Wars movies you're, and you like what Netflix has to offer as a whole, you're going to have to sign up for Netflix and for Disney+. Plus. And again, that makes sense from a business perspective. How do you make something so popular that people want to pay you to have it? But it really goes against everything that, let's say, Disney has to offer. When you go to their theme parks, they call their customers and patrons, they call them guests. They go out of their way to make you happy, and they charge you know, a fairly high price of admission to get into the park. And, and yes, the streaming video business is different than a theme park business, but this move is very counterintuitive to what Disney has always stood for from treating the customer in an, in an ideal, pristine way. Now, with streaming video... The, the problem is, it's going to be, hey, you have to buy this from us. You're required to buy this. We're going to lean on you and make you buy it. And people don't want to feel like they have to buy something. They want to feel like they want to buy something. And we're seeing this come out in all sorts of interesting ways. The other day, uh, the ACC Network also has a streaming video service, and that's for the Athletic Coast Conference, providing, um, providing the the uh, televised rights to football games, basketball games. And this is the first year it's really been a big thing. And if you're watching their their football games, used to be on a channel that was generally accessible through regular cable, the ACC network says, hey, you've either got to pay us, and they don't have a direct offering yet, but you have to pay us if they do, or you know your TV provider doesn't have it, it's not our fault, call them, yell and scream at them, and make it happen. And I'm not so sure this is really going to pan out for uh, the better of the customer, and that means you're going to start seeing problems. You're going to start seeing companies act in ways that aren't in the best interest of their customers. So I could see a world where all of a sudden it's the same problem that these streaming companies promise to solve is still going to be there. You're going to have to purchase a variety of subscriptions at you know a monthly price to get these one-off channels and shows from from different places. And again, take Netflix for instance. You know the price is very affordable. So if they have a you know, a million titles on there, a million shows and movies, and you really only want to watch ten, so what if you get your ten for you know ten or fifteen bucks, and then you get your you know other nine hundred ninety nine thousand plus for for free? It's not really a bad deal, but is that really addressing the problem? So, you know, maybe a few ways to think about it from the streaming perspective is, you know, like Disney. 
could they could they offer Star Wars on the Disney Plus platform and still license out their content to other providers like the Netflix, like the Amazons of the world, so that people could watch these things really wherever and whenever they wanted to. I would think that that might have an interesting way, and it might sacrifice some financial gains in the short term, but people would say, you know, Disney's pretty cool. And they might just say, you know, Disney's got, I watch these a lot, let me just switch, let me sign up for them anyway. Uh, Other things too, can we really get to a point of choosing individual shows and channels and packages kind of really truly on demand rather than creating these bundles, which always have channels that you kind of don't really, really want. And I think there's a lot of valuable lessons to be learned from this and to show you how easy it is to switch from being a, a customer-friendly provider and then to kind of shifting your mind to saying, well, we've got to sell. Business is business. You know, we've got control over the customer now, so we're going to take advantage of that. That makes sense, but it's always important to reframe maybe how things are being approached. And this could go for any, any sort of business. If there's an opportunity to raise the price on your customer. Should you do it? You know, uh, generally speaking, yes, but should also aim to provide some additional value rather than saying, well, you're stuck with me. I'm now going to make you buy additional services or pay a higher price just because I feel that you're stuck with me. And a lot of research shows that that kind of trust, that things when a relationship feels good, especially a business relationship, you're more likely to say, you know, I'm going to stick with them long-term. You're going to tolerate maybe some things that don't seem to be too great. But you say, you know, we've got a great relationship. They've always treated me fairly. They've always treated me well. And I think that's the lesson that these streaming providers are going to have to learn and go through. And if they don't learn and evolve, you're going to see a lot of customer backlash. And people might just go back to cable at the end of the day. They might say, you know, cable had everything I needed anyway. And at least when they were doing things, maybe it wasn't how I would do it, but at least they were upfront about it and weren't promising me things and or acting in a way that made it seem like they were solving my problem. If the way to get your TV shows is just to play in the same platform and landscape, which is always the case, then that's okay. But, and again, the, the last lesson here is before raising prices or before taking on a business initiative, that sounds like it's going to be good for you. Think about how the other side will react. Think about what that would, how you would react if you were the paying customer. And then what does that do to the long-term value of the relationship? This is Terrence Shannon for the Modern Customer Experience Podcast. You can learn more and drop us a line at mcx.is. Thank you.